I genuinely don't know where to begin with doing this episode. I don't know how to start. I have tried. Uh, I've tried recording this opening so many times. It's actually embarrassing, so I won't tell you how many times, mainly because I lost fucking count. I don't know how to start this. It's, you know, elephant in the room. It's been a while. Last time I posted, it was the beginning of October and I had all of these plans. I shared some of those plans and what happened with those plans? They fell through like everything else I've done with this podcast plans fell through. It is now around 10 PM on January 1st of 2023. And it is the first time since October probably before October, where I had motivation to actually make an episode. I think in that October episode, I only did because I felt an obligation to do it. And I still feel an obligation to do it, even though no one's really waiting for me to post a new episode. There's, I don't think there's a single person in this world who is sitting there going, I wonder when a new film degree episode's going to drop. No one's thinking that. Let's be fucking for real. So... I don't know what my hangup is. (laughs) I didn't post for a while and then I felt guilty for not posting. And the reality is it doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. But I have the motivation right now to post something. And you might be wondering, are you going to fulfill those plans that you told us beforehand? Not right now. Not right now. (laughs) This episode Nothing has been planned. I, it is not a pre-planned episode. I didn't do any research for it. I didn't write anything for it. I just had the feeling that I need to record and I want to record, so I'm recording. But 2022 was a really difficult year for me, maybe the most difficult year for me. And for me, that is saying something. I... I don't know where to begin with it. I probably shouldn't share how terrible it was for me because I don't know. I have a problem with oversharing. Usually uh, my oversharing uh, chases people away because they think I'm one, weird, two, annoying, or three, I don't know. You know, they think, I don't know. I don't know what they think, but I do. I chase people away. What can I say? I shouldn't overshare on here because, you know, I'm posting this on the internet and it's going to live forever. So mm, let's just be vague. This is Patrick from the future who is currently editing this. And I am here to say that I did, in fact, share every intimate detail about my life right here that I did not want to share. So there is a gap missing and please enjoy our regularly scheduled program. Thank you. Yeah, it was it was horrible and school was horrible. I've been in college for six and a half years and last semester was my hardest semester I've ever had. It was so emotionally, intellectually, physically draining. But I have been on break the past, I don't know, two and a half weeks and I do feel better. Um, I feel well rested. I feel obviously motivated again to do something and create something. And I've even, you know, tried exercising again recently, which has been going well for me, for me well. And yeah, I I don't know. I have one more semester left and I'm terrified for it because I am I have to do my capstone. I don't know what that entails. You know, I have like bubble guts even thinking about it. I want to shit myself. I, I, <laughs> I'm getting a panic attack, so let's not talk about it. 
And also I have a lot of changes coming up this year. So I'm also wanting to shit myself just thinking about those, but hopefully things get better. They get better. Let's hope. Let's hope. And hopefully I'll do more of this podcast, but you know, with me, you never know. But anyway, what am I doing here? I kind of just wanted to reflect on this last year of my movie watching, you know, and this year actually surprised me because it was slightly different than before. I watched less movies this year by quite a large margin, mainly probably because of school this last semester, like I've said, was hard and I really didn't watch that much this semester. But I also, at the start of this year, of tw- or last year of 2022, I watched quite a bit of TV, which is, I don't want to say new for me, but I usually stick to movies. I like to inhale movies at a rapid, disgusting rate and then never remember them because they all blur together because I watch so many in one sitting. But I did watch some shows. I think I've mentioned this before on a previous episode. Maybe not. I don't know. But I did binge watch all seven seasons of The Good Wife in like three months or something, which for a, you know, what? I'm, that might have been the summer. So I don't even want to say for a college student, that's pretty impressive. It's really not that impressive. There is like 20, it's a network show. I think CBS. I feel like it was on CBS. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. I don't know. It's literally genius. I loved it so much. Um, But because it's network, it had like 22 episodes each season. There's seven seasons and they're like 45 minutes to an hour long. So yeah, that, that took a lot of my time, a lot of my movie watching time. I do not regret it though. I love that show. I cannot recommend it enough. It is literally one of my favorite shows of all time. Genius, 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 genius. Julianne Margulies, Christine Baranski. I love those women. They are mother. I love them. Um, So I do recommend that. I do recommend it. It is really good. I, I had quite a prolific TV watching year for me. I typically, again, I don't watch that many and I always start them and never finish them. That's just what happens. But it did take quite a significant chunk out of my time for watching movies. So let's let's go over my yearly stats that are collected on Letterboxd. For context, let's go over my uh, 2020 and 2021 stats. I have been on Letterboxd since like, I think it was like November of 2017. And 2020 had a boost in my movie watching, obviously, because I spent half of the year in my house. But anyway, in 2020, I watched 344 movies. Some of those movies were repeats. It says my most watched movies were Birds of Prey, which I watched that twice, the 2018 Halloween, um, the original Scream twice, uh, Charlie's Angels Full Throttle twice, and God's Own Country twice. I actually think I watched God's Own Country twice because I wrote a paper about that. I don't know. That doesn't matter. I watched 344 movies for the entire year and that averaged to about 28.7 per month and 6.6 average per week. And the day of the week that I watched the most movies was actually on a Sunday. Sundays were my movie watching days. I don't know. I watched 68 movies on 
Sunday, I watched 311 movies in 2021. That was 25.9 movies average per month and about six average per week. And again, Sunday was my most watched day or the day I watched the most movies. That was 95. I don't know what I was doing in 2021 on Sundays, but 95 is quite a bit. So that brings us to 2020. And I dropped in movies significantly with 226. 226. And now you might be thinking, Patrick, that is a shit ton of movies. Like, what's what's the matter with you? The What's the matter with me is that it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. By the end of the year, I saw that and I was like, wow. I was slacking this year. I was slacking. I went from, what was it, 344 movies down to 226. I can't even do the math. I can't even do the math. Let me do the math. (laughs) I watched 118 less movies than 2020. Come on. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. But how many episodes of The Good Wife did I watch? Well, you know what? Let's look. I don't know how many episodes of The Good Wife there is. 156. So you know what? Not bad. When you put it into context, it's not bad. I don't know why I'm freaking out. But anyway. (laughs) Altogether, my movie watching for 2022 was 403.6 hours. I didn't even look at the past years for that, honestly, for 2020. Let's just look just for shits and giggles. 597. Okay. Again, it is quite, it is quite the drop. It's quite the drop. But you know what? I do think that it was a good year for movies for me, even though it was less. I think, did I branch out much? No. I'm going to be honest. I didn't branch out much, but I want to. I really want to. I think that's my my goal for next year or this year is to branch out. Um, I did watch so far a significantly less amount of 2022 releases. I am a little disappointed. I'm not a little, I'm very disappointed in myself that I only watched 62 2022 releases so far. I, it, it puts a, um, it puts a damper on the film degree awards because it's going to take a while before I can do those. And you might be thinking, Patrick, the film degree awards, really? You're going to say that you're doing that? One, it took you half a year to do it last year. And two, you keep saying you're going to do things and then you don't do them. Well, let me tell you something. Even if there wasn't an episode, which I said I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do this. I promise there will be an episode. I think it'll be a little different than last year's. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do like a whole show format. I think I might do something different. I don't know what yet, but um, I will do that. If I only do one thing, one episode next year, it's that. Because I make these, I was making these types of lists by myself and not sharing them with anyone else already without making a podcast. I just write it in my notes app anyway. But I have not seen nearly enough to where I'm comfortable coming up with any sort of list of what was the best or what was my favorite of the year. So I really, I need to start doing my homework, which the past uh, week I actually did do quite, I think I watched like 13 or 14 2022 releases. It was actually, let me look in my, my diary. 
it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, it was only eleven. It was only eleven, less than I thought. <laughs> but I think I did that in like three days. So cut me some slack. I have been trying to catch up. I've been doing major catch up, and I did recently discover my favorite movie so far of 2022. And I will share that in a minute. But back to the stats. I watched 226 movies this year, this last year, with an average per month of 18.8 movies and an average per week 4.3. Now what's different is my movie watching day was not Sunday this week or this year. It was actually Saturday and Friday. Saturday being the most with 60 movies and then Friday being the second with 47. And then um, Sunday looks like it was my third with 43 movies on Sundays. That makes sense to me because Sundays was my homework days uh, this last semester, even though every day was a fucking homework day. But that was the day I actually like, you know, did my quizzes, submitted shit. It was always on those days. So makes sense. Makes sense. Letterboxd also counts like milestones that you have. If you're not on Letterboxd, like what are you doing? Okay. What are you doing? I love Letterboxd so much. I love getting stats and you do, everyone gets stats. You can join Letterboxd for free. There is, I think like little ads on the free version. I don't have the free version. Um, and you can't check the stats year round. I think they email it to you like Spotify wrapped or whatever. So everyone does get them. I can just see them anytime I want, but I don't even know why I'm sharing that. I'm just saying, get on Letterboxd. You can find me. My name is, I think it's actually just my name. It's Patrick Wright with no space. So find me on there. Let's be friends. Anyway, the first movie I watched of the year was Mass on January 3rd. And I gave that actually five out of five stars. I absolutely loved that movie. And my last movie, which was December 30th, was White Noise, the, uh, Noah Baumbach movie with Greta Gerwig and Adam Driver. Now that that's on Netflix. It is a Netflix film. And what do I think about it? I have no fucking idea. I have no idea. I had very mixed feelings on White Noise. I did not know. I didn't, I didn't know. I don't know. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what I think about it. I think the performances are great, obviously. Adam Driver's amazing. I think Noah Baumbach is a great director. I thought the movie looked great. Um, I did not read the book, so I don't know how well it translated. I guess people said it was very accurate to the book, which I guess the book was like hard to adapt. I don't know. That's just my assumptions based on the other letterbox reviews. But yeah, I, I saw a lot of comparisons to Don't Look Up with um, White Noise being more of like a uh, pretentious version of Don't Look Up. I don't know. I feel like Don't Look Up thought it was very pretentious. And I enjoyed Don't Look Up for the most part. I didn't love it. I didn't really, it's not something I think I'll ever watch again. <laughs> but I didn't hate it. I know a lot of people hated it. I think White Noise is just messy. But a good mess, I don't know. I I gave it a three because I do think it was well-made, but also messy. 
And yeah, I don't know. I, there were moments of it where I was like, wow, this is really great. And then there was other moments where I was just like, okay, I'm bored. Like, I don't know. I don't know. This seems, mm, eh, 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 you know, so very mixed feelings. But that was my last movie. And my most watched movies was my number one most watched movie was uh, Scream 5. I watched that four times this year. I watched Everywhere or Everything Everywhere All at Once twice. I I watched Falling for Christmas, the Lindsay Lohan Netflix Christmas rom-com twice. It's not good. It's really not good. But did I like it? Yes. Would I watch it again? Clearly. Yes, I would. But I love Lindsay Lohan and I'll watch anything she makes and I will continue to watch her movies over and over again. And then my other two most watched movies were Scream, the original, and Scream 2, which I both I watched those also twice. I feel like I watched a few other movies more than once this year, like twice, and it just cuts off after five. I think it just shows five. I don't know. My most watched genre was both, it was a tie for horror and comedy with 87 films each not shocking to me. I am a little shocked that um, comedy is so high. I think the reason why it was high is because I kind of did a rom-com binge this year. I, uh, towards the end of the year, I don't know, I was feeling down in the dumps, as you may have heard me say, and I needed a rom-com. I needed a rom-com and I watched a bunch of them. I enjoyed the hell out of them. I don't care how bad a rom-com is. I'm going to love it. I don't care if I, it's like the same movie a hundred times over. I'm going to love it. I love that shit. I eat it up. So I, I, I was trying to do more comedies because in my collection, and I just actually looked today, I have 963 movies in my physical collection. Some of those, and that's just individual like movies themselves. I have multiple copies of certain movies, so it goes well over 963. Comedy is like my least owned genre. I don't know what it is. I don't own that many comedies. And I've been building up my Blu-ray collection because most of my collection is DVDs. And I just, I don't really have many comedies. And when I want to sit and watch a comedy, I don't have one to watch. So I've been trying to change that. I've been buying more comedies. I've been watching more comedies. I am not shocked that it's high in my most watched genre. But I am shocked that it is tied with horror because I watch a lot of horror movies. I'm actually a little shocked that it's only 87 horror movies. And that is, you know, think of that as kind of a flexible number because some movies are listed as certain genres on Letterboxd or IMDb or I don't fucking know, Rotten Tomatoes. And I don't think that's, I don't think they're appropriately labeled sometimes, but you know, whatever. Also, 81 thriller movies. So I guess a lot of those are also horror movies. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And then for the breakdown of my movie watching, when looking at it in a pie chart, it has it laid out in a pie chart. Super lovely. Like I said, if you're not on Letterboxd, what are you doing? 70.8% of my movies were movies that were not released in 2022. So older movies. And that leaves 29.2% of those as 2022 releases, which I would like it to be higher next year uh, for 2023. As for watches versus rewatches, 61.5% was first-time watches. 
there's so many movies out there that I'm always looking to watch something new to me that that's not shocking. I do think my rewatches is higher than it has been in the past at 38.5%, but I'm pretty good with that number. I think it's a healthy mix, at least. I think it's more than it's been, and it's always good to rewatch old favorites. Probably most of those rewatches are horror movies, though, if I'm being completely honest, especially during like October. I watched a lot of horror movies in October. So, and I always watch, you know, I watch Scream multiple times a year, as you can see. I rewatch Black Christmas every year. I rewatch I Know What You Did Last Summer every year. So, <laughs> most of those are probably horror. And as for my ratings spread, I rated 88 movies four out of five stars this year. I rated 61 movies three stars this year. I rated 34 movies, five out of five stars. That is quite a bit for me. I don't know if those were rewatches or if I just discovered that many five out of five stars. I know a lot of people on Letterboxd don't give out many five out of fives. I pass those bitches out like candy. If I love a movie, five out of five. I don't care. Don't care. It could be the worst trash movie ever. If I loved it, five out of five. Stamp of approval. <laughs> My next was um, I rated 25 movies, two stars. And finally, I rated 18 movies, one star. As for my most watched actors, um, that is actually a three-way tie for David Arquette with eight movies, Megan Fox with eight movies, and Jamie Lee Curtis with eight movies. Uh, David Arquette, pretty self-explanatory. I watched a bunch of screen movies. I also did that one um, David Arquette episode where I watched another three of his movies, Ready to Rumble, Eight-Legged Freaks, and C-Spot Run. That was at the beginning of the year. For Megan Fox, I watched Big Gold Brick, Till Death, Transformers, Transformers 2, Good Morning, Jennifer's Body, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows, and Taurus. I will watch anything she does. Um, every time one of her little shitty straight-to-video on-demand movies drops, I rent it. Full price. I don't care. I'll buy it. I'll watch them. They're usually terrible. I'll still watch them. As you can see, I watched... Big Gold Brick and Taurus and Good Morning this year. Was Taurus worth it? I didn't think that movie was that bad. It was, uh, it starred Machine Gun Kelly, her boy or her fiance, which, yeah, anyway, she don't speak in it. Ha does not have a speaking role at all. She has one big scene and she's arguing with Machine Gun Kelly, but it is behind like glass. So we don't hear it. We just see them screaming at each other. She slaps him. They throw shit. I don't know. So was it worth it for me? Yeah, it was. I got to put food on our table. <laughs> so yeah. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, I watched Prom Night, Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Halloween Ends, Halloween 1978, Halloween 2, and Knives Out. And then my others were also tied. My second most watch was Tom Cruise and Peter Cullen. Peter Cullen is most likely probably from Transformers. I think he does the voice of uh, Optimus Prime. Don't quote me on that. Tom Cruise, I don't even know. Oh, I think I watched all of the Mission Impossibles. Yeah, I watched all the Mission Impossibles plus Top Gun. 
for my number three spot, that is also another tie for Leif Schreiber, which, why did I watch with him in it besides Scream? Oh, I forgot he's in Scream 1, so that counts. Okay, so Scream 1, Scream 2, Scream 3, The French Dispatch, and Party Girl. And then Courtney Cox makes sense. Did I say how many movies they were in? It was five. I watched the five Scream movies. <laughs> uh, John Turturro, Willem Dafoe, and Sandra Bullock. My most watched directors was unsurprisingly Wes Craven. Let's be real. Without counting rewatches, it was <laughs> Vampire in Brooklyn, uh, the four Scream movies, Hills Have Eyes, Curse, Nightmare on Elm Street. My second most watched director is another not so big surprise with six movies. That is Michael Bay. I think all of those was the first five Transformers movies, which I did an episode on. And then I watched Ambulance. Um, <laughs> and then my number three spot was actually William Clemens with four movies. And you may be thinking, Patrick, who the fuck is William Clemens? Well, let me tell you. During this hiatus of the podcast, I thought I'm going to watch every Nancy Drew movie and rank them for the podcast. And you know what? I still would like to do that because I love Nancy Drew and I was kind of playing um, Nancy Drew video games and I was in a mystery mood. I watched, you know, Knives Out and Glass Onion and some Agatha Christie adaptions and all that kind of shit. And he directed the first four Nancy Drew movies that were in the 1930s, 1938 and 1939. They were B movies. They played them before bigger movies. They were shorter. They're about like an hour to like an hour and 20 minutes, maybe less. And two of them I really liked. I've seen them all before as a kid. Um, they star Bonita Glanville, I think was her name. And two of them I really liked. One I thought was okay and another one I didn't care for. Uh, I'll save it at that because I would like to maybe talk about them in the future. There has been quite a few Nancy Drew adaptions. I had two more to watch. I watched these four and then I watched the failed movie pilot that was turned into a TV movie in 2002. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on that. And then I watched a few episodes of um, the Nancy Drew Hardy Boys show. And then I was planning on watching a few episodes of the show from the 90s i feel like it was like 1994 or 5 don't quote me on that i do not know and then there was the emma roberts film which i loved i grew up watching that i love it it's my you know i'm not gonna say it i'm not gonna say that it was my favorite because i would like to talk about it at some point um and then there was another movie recently that came out i i feel like during the lockdown and haven't seen that yet i still have to watch that and then i was going to watch a few episodes of the cw show but never got to it never got to it not a shock not a shock and that brings us to almost the end of my year with the highs and the lows so letterboxd has these little four four prompts i guess is what you would say there's the highest average rated movie that you watched and this year it was everything everywhere all at once with a 4.4 on letterbox overall the lowest average was <laughs> at a whopping 1.1 average score the requin i think is how you pronounce it it is a shark movie starring alicia silverstone it's so bad, you guys. It is so bad. 
I don't even know if I would say it's so bad it's good. Um, it's horrendous. It is so, it's, it's an atrocity. It's an atrocity. And I think I loved it. I still gave it a one, but it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. It's, it's probably still on Hulu. I recommend checking it out because it's just that bad. Um, shark movies, there's a lot of them and it's very easy for them to be horrible movies. Um, I'd say most of them are not good just cheesy good time. I don't know about this one, guys. I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Alicia Silverstone deserves better. She does. Let's, I'm just going to say that she deserves better than that. Although, you know, I don't know. She is quite an odd woman. You know, I'm not going to leave that in there. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, she does. Maybe she does deserve these bad movies. She's fucking weird. She's weird. Chewing her kids food and spitting it in their mouth for them to eat like a bird. She's weird. She's weird. But you know what? No. She's talented. I stand by her. She deserves better movies. <laughs> it's horrible. Um, my most popular movie that I watched this year, the one that was probably, I don't know, watched the most. I don't know what that means. Um, was Knives Out, unsurprisingly. That has an average rating of 4.1. And then my the most obscure movie I watched was called well, you know, actually, I don't remember what it was called because I believe <laughs> it had two different titles. The title on Letterbox is Strange Hearts. I don't believe that was the name of it that I found on. No, it wasn't. I think I watched it on Tubi or something. Um, the Letterbox title is Strange Hearts. The title I watched it on was Road Roads to Riches. It is from 2002, and it stars Rose McGowan, Robert Forrester, and this guy named Kit Pardue. Don't know who... Oh, he was in But I'm a Cheerleader. I love that movie. Anyway. Only 76 people on Letterboxd have logged it as watched. 76. <laughs> now let's go to most popular. 1.82 million members have logged it as watched. So quite the difference, quite the difference. Strange Heart slash Roads to Riches has an average rating of 2.9. I don't remember much of it. I do think I liked it. I do think I was entertained. I love a 90s slash 2000, early 2000s Rose McGowan movie. I think she's the indie movie queen. I absolutely love her. So if she's in it, I'm going to enjoy it. But that brings us to kind of the end of this whole episode, the end of this year, the end of me reminiscing in my movie watching. And that brings me to my favorite movie of 2022. And I did say that I am uncomfortable saying what was the best and whatnot. I have not watched enough movies. I've only watched 62 2022 releases. But I was so impressed, so blown away by this movie that I think it will stay my number one choice. And that is Decision to Leave, directed by Park Chan-wook. I might have butchered that name. I am so sorry. The guy who directed Old Boy. I love Decision to Leave so much that I cannot recommend it enough. It's twisty like all of his other movies, like The Handmaiden, like Old Boy, like what you'd expect. Um, I don't think it's as 
dark or sadistic or violent as his other movies. It's definitely not sadistic and violent. Um, it is dark, pretty dark, but it is a romance mystery and I loved it so much. You can watch it on Mubi and I think you can rent it. I got my first free trial for Mubi. I've never used it before, but I got it through Apple. Can't recommend it enough. Five out of five. It is incredible. I, I don't know. I don't, I I don't know what else to say about it. It is about a detective who is investigating this woman whose husband died and then they get entangled with each other we'll just say and then the mystery unfolds itself and then the movie kind of spins around and does something else and then the ending is just one of the best endings of a movie i have ever seen i love it i love it i love it i love it um don't be shocked if it wins best picture at the film degree awards this year it's so good. It's so good. As of right now, in the 62 movies I watched, it is my favorite. I adored it. I adored it. I loved it. That was my 2022. Looking to the future, this year, 2023, I don't know. I'm hopeful for a few movies. Um, Letterboxd is a way for me to find movies that I probably would have never heard of before. Uh, a lot of things that play in festivals that I just wouldn't be on my radar or, you know, whatever. Without Letterboxd, I wouldn't know what a lot of these movies are. So since they haven't been playing in festivals yet, I'm sure there will be many movies that I am very, very, very excited for that I don't know about yet. But as of now, the big movies that I am extremely excited for in 2023 are obviously Scream 6. Can't wait for that. Cannot wait for that. They just dropped a new poster today for it, the Subway one. Love it. Made me so excited. Uh, Cocaine Bear. Cannot wait for that. I believe Elizabeth Banks directed that based on a true story about a bear ingesting cocaine and going on a killing spree or whatever. Can't wait. Uh, the Barbie movies, uh, directed by Greta Gerwig. Cannot wait for that. It, I think I will, it will surprise everyone because I don't think any of us know exactly what it's going to be. I don't, I think we all know it won't be a straightforward Barbie movie, but I still don't think any of us actually know what it will be. And I'm very excited for it. I love Greta Gerwig. I really liked her in White Noise. I think she's, she's an actress that I think I'm pretty drawn to. I don't know if I'd say she's very charismatic, but when she's on screen, I want to keep watching, if that makes sense. Um, she's also a fantastic director. I loved Lady Bird. I loved Little Women, so I'm very excited for Barbie. I'm also excited for Saw X or Saw 10 or whatever. I love the Saw movies. I think the series is so ridiculous. I cannot wait to see the crazy plots that it comes up with the crazy traps that it comes up with. I think there will be a lot of returning actors for this one, so I'm really excited for that. I'm also excited for Evil Dead Rise. I really like that series. I just watched the uh oh shit, when was when did that come out? Like 2016, 2013? I don't know. The Jane Levy Evil Dead movie, which I love. I haven't seen it since it came out and I loved it. I watched it with a friend and she was so grossed out and loved it. And then finally, I'm excited for Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon, which was supposed to come out this year, but it got delayed. 
Um, I read the book and it is a very interesting story, a true story. Highly recommend reading it. And I can't wait to see that either. That's what I'm looking forward to. That was my year in film. I'm sorry that I haven't posted stuff. Um, I'm sorry if this was incoherent and messy. I'm sorry if none of it made sense. I was just jumping around because I didn't plan anything. I was just reading off my stats for the first time. Didn't even look them over before I did this. The only thing I knew is that I watched less movies this year than previous years. So this was probably a lesson to do your research, Patrick. Yeah. Anyway, if you are listening to this all these months later and you are sticking by or discovering this, or if you're discovering this, I'm sorry, this episode was ass. But if you're listening to this and you've heard other episodes, thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for sticking by. I know, I know. I've, I haven't been the best podcaster. Hopefully I figure it out in the future. But thank you for listening. And You should definitely follow me on Instagram, even though I (laughs) haven't posted in forever. Uh, Film.degree on Instagram. You should definitely follow me on Letterboxd. It is Patrick Wright with a W, W W-R-I-G-H-T, no space. That's my username. Um, And here's to hopefully a better year and a year filled with movies and hopefully a year filled with podcast episodes. And you know what? I am graduating in April, so that leaves most of the year open for doing this podcast So and not being exhausted, unless I get a horrible job that exhausts me. I don't know. Um, But anyway, thank you.